every single guy I hired, I hired him and said to myself, crap, how am I gonna, how am I gonna keep this guy busy? <laughs> Jared Williams. What's up, man? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Here we are again. Here we are again. Podcast. Uh, Podcast you know. Wednesday. Yeah, dude. I think we should always call it Podcast Wednesday, no matter what day it is. Oh, yeah, totally. It's always, mm-hmm. it's always Wednesday. I mean, time is just a construct, you know? You know what I'm saying? Time is just construct, and it really doesn't matter what day it is, to be <laughs> honest with you. I don't really know the difference. They all kind of blend together. Yeah, they do. Except for one day I go to church, and then the other days I don't. Yeah. yeah. I went uh, I went yesterday to see about getting my finger broken. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Well, hold on. Why do you want to get your finger broken? So I have this one finger. So I can bend this knuckle but i can't bend to this one. Oh yeah so i broke this the tip of this finger off it's pretty nasty looking like you can see it in there yeah. um so for people who are listening not on youtube it's my right hand ring finger it's the last knuckle mm-hmm. i don't know if that knuckle has a name but it's that the little pointy part the pointy part. little the little pointy part that's no the it's the term. last knuckle yeah the and... little pointy part I slammed my finger in a in a van door, mm-hmm. and it took the end of my finger like off. It was just hanging by a little piece of skin, and I re- I had my glove on. No, I didn't have my glove on. Oh. That's a different finger story. Um, <laughs> I remember I looked over at my hand. I held my hand upright, and my yeah, <laughs> and my finger was dangling. So I just quickly flipped my hand over. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah, and ran inside, got some toilet paper on it. My wife wasn't home at the time. She was out for a run. Oh, and Jesus. I went and grabbed uh, grabbed my dad. I was living next to my dad at the time. And I was like, Dad, I got to go to the hospital. And he was like, what'd you do? And I pulled, I pulled the paper Ooh. towel off and the finger went, bloop. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I remember, like, my dad, he's a slow driver. He drives a Subaru, yeah. if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. Dude, I have never seen him drive so fast. He's mm-hmm. running red lights, going 80 miles an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> dang, man. And it, I, see, it was like, I see where I got it from. It was, yeah, it was pretty, yeah, no. <laughs> I was, it was like producing enough adrenaline in me to where I didn't think about the finger. Yeah, because you're just thinking about life and surviving this crazy car yeah. ride. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. My dad's like turned over a whole new leaf, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we get to the hospital and I go, hey, I'm holding my finger like this with, you know, paper towel around it. I'm like, Hey, I severed the end of my finger off and it's hanging on by a little piece of skin. It, I need to get it sewed back on. Yeah. And the lady's like, okay, here's some paperwork. Go have a seat, <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking like, they're going to rush me in there. Yeah. No, I, I can't fill out paperwork. My dad's filling out the paperwork and yeah. I'm just sitting there. And then all of a sudden the adrenaline's gone. And then my finger started to hurt. Dude, I bet. Yeah. And they made us sit there for a good hour. A whole hour? Dude, I'm like, I got, (laughs) I'm starting to get worried about this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, finally we get back there. I get some shots in my finger, get the pain to go away. (laughs) The next morning, rushed into surgery, Mm. sew it back on, and they put a pin in it. So they put a pin in through the tip of the finger all the way back to that second knuckle. So Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't use this knuckle for a few months. Right. And then when they finally took the pin out, 
which is kind of a crazy feeling because you literally just they just pull that pin out you watch them and it, <sighs> and you would think it's gonna hurt but it's like it feels good it's like <laughs> it's like removing pressure oh out of sure your yeah and you feel it pulling out and it's like oh man that feels yeah. good like huh. then the, when it's out you're like yes yeah well long story short i haven't been able to bend that knuckle ever since so just kind of like fused together sure yeah after having that pin in there for so long and then not mm -hmm. moving it and it never it like bothered me a little bit at work because i couldn't you know it, it constantly gets caught on stuff or whatnot right but it never really bothered me and then i was like you know what i'm gonna take up shooting mm -hmm. and now when i grab the handle of my gun my finger's sticking out mm -hmm. and when you shoot you really want to get your second hand on there and get you know, so your first hand, you're like gripping the, the handle of the gun. I got my gun here. So you're like gripping like this way on your gun. Mm -hmm. And then your second hand, you're supposed to come in here and grip, you know, this way on your gun, side mm -hmm. to side. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't know if you can see, but my finger sticks out. Yeah. It's not and flush. It, it's not flush, people. It's not flush. Yeah, it's not flush. So when nope. I go to get this other hand on there, I have a really hard time like grabbing my gun real good. Yeah. And it affects my shooting. So I was like, hey, I'm going to see if we can just go in and maybe we can break it again and get it fused bent. <laughs> fused so bent. So it's just, can you fuse it right to this pistol? That's what I want. That's, dude, I I was going to bring this in. I was, <laughs> I told him, like, I was going to, like, I was thinking in my head, okay, when I'm in there, I'll just tell him, like, I can bring my gun in to the surgery room and you can, like, make it fit, <laughs> you can, right? You can use it like a mold, you know? Yeah. Um, but they were like, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, just was, breaking the finger in general. Yeah, they said, you know, if you break it, it may not heal correctly, and then you have a whole other host of problems. Yeah, and gotcha. yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, so my mind immediately was like, well, maybe I should just ask him to cut it off. And then I was like, <laughs> as I thought about that, like thought about my finger missing, the tip of it gone, I was yeah. like, Nah, no, <laughs> they probably wouldn't have oh, done yeah. it either. They probably would have been like, so you want to electively cut your finger off. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I can hold my gun. Um, yeah. And I'm telling them that I'm like, I can't shoot. And they're like, well, does, do you rely on shooting for your income? And I was like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday, you working know, working on it. <laughs> yeah. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been like, who is this guy? He wants us to come in here and break his bent finger to shoot when it yeah. doesn't even mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. So they told me I got to learn to shoot with my left hand. Yeah. Which offers other. I'm right eye yeah. dominant. So. And you're supposed to shoot with both eyes open. And so yeah. when you hold a gun with your left hand and your right eye dominant, you're staring at it kind of at an angle and you have mm -hmm. to cock your wrist to line it up with your right eye. Mm -hmm. and it's just really awkward well you're versus, supposed to shoot with it horizontal like this anyway like i need to like move like this gangster style. oh yeah sideways that's what you're supposed style. to do it, so it doesn't matter you just shoot it like this right yeah okay <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> okay cool so i'm right okay that's good to know we'll take you out shooting and see how accurate you are <laughs> it's not about accuracy gangster it's about style. looking cool <laughs> yeah who cares what you hit it's just hey it's intimidating yeah no it's about accuracy um yeah, that's it. That's what I've been up to. Considering <laughs> <laughs> your finger and how to break yeah. it. Dude, that's Other good. long story short, um, we're going to start shooting with Jared where you can come shoot with me for a day. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. At some point in time. Yeah, it'll be yep. cool. <laughs> yeah. As soon as our website done is done, we'll have it up there. You can come hang out. We'll talk about your plumbing business. We'll shoot guns, have a good time, take you out to eat. Yeah, like that, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, it'll be cool. And then everybody who does that, it'll be they'll be that much closer to getting to the point where you are to where they can worry about if they want to break one of their ligaments to fulfill their hobbies because they don't yeah. have to worry about their plumbing business. Yep. Exactly. So everybody listening, like that's what's on the other side of this whole plumbing <laughs> business thing. That's awesome. <laughs> sitting in bed going, I wonder if they could break my finger. Yeah. What would that look like? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And our coaching program is up and running. You got um if anybody needs plumbing business coaching, then there's a link in the description down below. If you're listening on a podcast, you can go to I don't even know. Go to our YouTube channel and <laughs> click the link in the description. <laughs> There's yep. something out there for you to go to. Promise. Yep. It's going to be good. It's a good program. You can learn a lot how to run your business, um, exactly how I run it, exactly how I grew from zero to five million in just a few years. We give you everything you need. Calculators, SOPs, all the guidance, how you need to think about things, the steps you need to do and, and the order you need to do them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I got a question, uh, which yeah. sort of ties into that, yep. uh, specifically about a pricing calculator where there's a lot of them out there, uh -huh. and I think they're a great tool. Yep. Um, and in my mind, the best thing about them is that you can just see, like, man, this is what I need to charge for my hourly rate, which is like yeah. a huge eye-opener for tons of people mm -hmm. um, that they just are like, oh, my gosh, I'm so underpriced. Uh, what are, what's another thing that a good pricing calculator will have that will help you sort of help you run your business beyond just showing what you should charge? Yeah, so it's a good indicator of, well, at least my pricing calculator. Mm -hmm. If you need a pricing calculator, you can download it. It's in the link below. Um, but probably one of the best things about it is you can use your calculator as a judge of mm -hmm of how risky it is to move forward with something. So sure. Okay. Like my calculator, it will tell you how much it's going to cost you to run your business. And then once you figure that out, it will also tell you how much time you need to bill out to the customer in order to break even hit 10%, 20% or 30% profit margins. So it'll tell you daily and mm, weekly. Sure. Gotcha. And then you can calculate monthly depending on the month, right? Some months mm -hmm. have, Four, four weeks, some months have five. Um, and so the cool part about that is you can go into that calculator and you can kind of speculate, right? You can say, okay, what does mm -hmm. it look like if I add on another guy? And maybe with that guy, so I have labor, I have maybe another van, maybe some fuel, and maybe I need to do a little bit more marketing. How does that affect how many hours I need to bill out to the end user? Right. Like, because you get a good, like a lot of times it's less than you think because yeah, it's so sure. easy when you're, sure. when you're growing your business and you're like, man, I don't, I don't have enough work for this extra guy. Well, if you can hire a guy and you only need to sell one more hour a day, dude, you could probably go do some more marketing and be able to sell that one extra hour. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it just kind of eases that, that sure. anxiety of, hiring another guy. And it really lets you know, oh, this is actually a good idea. I actually yeah. should probably do this, right? Yeah, because it sheds light when you had no idea. Right, yep. And it's like, 
just taking a deep dive and looking at the numbers and it just tells you so much when you yeah. can, when you can understand your numbers mm-hmm. um it just tells you a ton right mm-hmm. and the cool part like second cool part if you use a pricing calculator and you know your numbers well enough so you know all of your expenses you know exactly how that correlates to you know how many billable hours you're getting and how that correlates to your hourly rate and then how that correlates to your profit percentage at the end of the month you can then go look at a PL mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then you have a really good look into your business right. right and it gives you a really good comparison there you can say okay i i sold enough hours according to my calculator and then you mm. can go to your PL and go okay according to my calculator i should have hit 20 percent profit but my PL is saying I only have 15. Like, right. Where's the where's that extra 5%? Yeah. Then you can start going and doing some digging and you can figure that out. Right. But because it might not be that you're not charging enough, it might be something else. Mm-hmm. It might mm-hmm. be you're under, you underestimated your material costs, or mm-hmm. you might have this big inefficiency going on that you didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And you'll find those, but only if you know where to look. Right. And so if huh. you can have those two to compare and mm-hmm. go, okay, where do I go look? How I got to start digging into this a little deeper. It's just a lot of powerful insight. Yeah. How much of that do you still do in your plumbing business? So we still look at the numbers weekly. Yeah. Right? Cool. So we track hours sold, how many hours we build out to the customer. We track that every Friday. It goes into a spreadsheet. Me and my manager go over it. We track, you know, um, what profit percentage that was. We track bank account balances weekly. We also track um, our P&L monthly. We go in, Mm -hmm. we put in profits over the month, and then we go back and look at the weeks and make sure that our hours, you know, what our calculator is telling us and what our Mm -hmm. P&L is. Mm -hmm. Make sure Mm -hmm. there's not a big discrepancy there. Gotcha. So... Yeah, huh. we look at it quite a bit. The numbers will tell you a lot because you can right. have a, a mm. feeling about your business. Sure. But your feelings can lie to you, right? <laughs> or your yes. feelings can misguide you. <laughs> yes. But if you just look at the numbers, that's that's just data, right? Right. So you can look at these data sets and you can say, and then you can come to a good conclusion of, oh, I can actually just change this thing and I actually get a better result. Right. Just by looking mm-hmm. at the data. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You're not, you don't have to come up with this new idea that didn't occur to you or yep. think of this new inspiration. This is how we can make more money. You can just look at the numbers yep. and they can tell you the story. Yeah. So I'll give you like one example of something that we've been looking at lately. I've got a couple of my guys. I've got two of my guys that one of them consistently bills like last year he billed out like $950,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I have one other guy, he built out like 850 or 880, somewhere in there, just under nine. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my guys build out like 600. So mm-hmm. big discrepancy there, right? Yeah. Huge. So if I could get more guys like those two guys mm-hmm. that are billing out 200,000 more, than my other seven guys. Like imagine if I had 
even if I just got four more guys that could bill out two hundred thousand dollars more mm -hmm. each, right? Mm -hmm. That's another eight hundred thousand dollars in income. Yep. Just by upgrading those guys. Yep. So what if I mm -hmm. paid those guys in order to get those guys? What if mm -hmm. I paid them fifty thousand dollars more mm -hmm. each guy? Yeah. I'm still six hundred thousand dollars ahead, right? Yeah, you're still good. Yeah. So I'm looking at my numbers and I'm going and my data and my profit percentages on these guys. And I'm looking at it and go, okay, what happens if I trade these out for these speculative numbers mm. and I pay mm -hmm. all of my guys this much higher wage rate mm -hmm. to make it look, to make it way more attractive to come work at my company. Mm -hmm. And I get four more A players. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I'm, I have a way safer business, number one. Right. Because now I'm not, I don't just have two A players. I've got mm. six, right? Right. So if two of them left, I've still got four. Yeah. And then yeah. I have a yep. system in place for attracting more A players, yep. right? And the chances of them leaving go down too because they're, sure, they're making more money now. Yep. So in this, like we're thinking about changing, like paying way more. Sure. Than we currently are. Even though mm -hmm. we already pay more than everybody else with better benefits, mm -hmm. I'm like, let's make this even sweeter, mm -hmm. and then let's go get the top top talent that's out there in the town. Because yeah. I know there's talent that that would probably come work for me if I if we made it so sweet it was ridiculous. You right. know, kind of right. like in Alex Hormozzi's book, Hundred Million Offer. Mm -hmm. If anybody hasn't read that, they should. It's basically yep. like make the offer so good. They feel yeah. stupid saying no, right? Yep. That's kind of what I'm thinking about doing with our wage package and our benefit mm -hmm. package. This is making it so good that people feel really dumb if they say no. Right. Because I know there's guys out there that are really good and they're working for other contractors. Mm -hmm. And the only reason they stay there is because they're comfortable. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to change. They don't want to learn a new system and yeah, whatever. But <clears throat> if you pay enough, they'll get uncomfortable to go mm -hmm. make way more money, right? Mm -hmm. Especially so, when really they won't have to get on that uncomfortable in the long run. Because yeah, yeah. It and the thing is, is I know to them because those guys are working like commercial construction or new construction. Yeah. So it seems really uncomfortable to come to service mm -hmm. work. You know, mm -hmm. at least it, th that's how like our jive is. There's a ton of commercial construction plumbers mm -hmm. and there's very little service plumbers. So we're right. stealing commercial plumbers. And we're bringing them over and teaching them how to do service, right? Right. And I know there's really good guys over there. And so, and that seems really scary for them to come over to service. But at the end sure. of the day, it's not that bad. No, especially because your systems are really good that it helps a lot of guys who might not have a ton of like natural sales talent to like give them a leg up, whether it's service yeah. tech and providing options for them or just good yep. training and a good atmosphere where all your guys are pretty good at it. Yep. So they'll have a lot of help when they get there. It's just getting them there. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that starts back at a calculator. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have my calculator and I couldn't see the data, then I wouldn't know to come back like that. I could make that shift in my business Yeah, yeah. and potentially build a culture and a team of a players. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I make more money. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. Cause that just comes from a pricing calculator. Yes. Um, yep. In your, in your experience, how many people who have 
you've seen them get a pricing calculator, them calculate right. their hourly rate. How many of those people still use that as a tool where they just have it in their toolkit constantly like you do? Um, I'm not really sure. So, I mean, I teach that to anybody that I'm going to, you know, counsel. I would say I always have them keep two hourly rate calculators. I have them keep yeah one that is set at like, you know, we talk about breakpoints a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I set it at their last breakpoint. Right. So like for me, my last breakpoint was when I hired my general manager at mm-hmm. six guys. So I have a calculator to this day that I keep up to date of what it would cost me to run a six man shop. Mm-hmm. And that's what my hourly rate is based off of. Mm-hmm. Because when I gain guy number seven, guy number eight and guy number nine, I just gained a lot of margin. So I could actually charge yeah. less. Yeah. But I don't want to charge less. Right. I just want to get that take that risk away and gain that margin. Right. 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 And so then I have a calculator that's set at how many guys I actually have plus mm-hmm. my current expenses to make sure that I still have that margin yes. and I can me- and I can measure my margin that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I know how much it costs me at my breakpoint, how much it costs me right now. I know what my margin is. I know if I need to discount, I can mm-hmm. I have accurate numbers on, on, how much I actually need to bill out. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way to go. So like somebody starting out, I would say, okay, let's start, have a calculator with all your current expenses plus how many vehicles you have actually billing out today. Mm-hmm. But then I also want you to fill out a calculator and pretend like you have three guys, a shop, four trucks, a CSR, a CRM. You're doing enough marketing for three guys and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I want you to price like you have all that stuff so that you right. can get there, right? Yes. And that's so you're what not I call like, up. yeah. And that's what I call barrier to entry, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody who wants to come in and start a real plumbing business and offer a real service, they're going to have to hit that barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to charge what you're charging in order to provide that level of service to the customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, knowing that number, right? So then they're at, they're pricing like they're at three guys. Well, when they get to three guys, now they can make that a really accurate calculator. Mm-hmm. And then when they add their fourth guy in, they gain a little margin. Yeah. Yep. Their fifth guy in, they make, they gain a little margin. I say mm-hmm. this a lot, but just knowing, right. They're not going to like, when you go to, when you're priced at three guys, let's say you're 400 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And when you add your fourth or fifth guy, you're, hourly rate might in your calculator might drop to 350 320 right, yep. right? Mm-hmm. but you want to keep charging 400 mm-hmm. so and but then you also want to be able to say okay well at 400 with my current expenses how many hours do i need to bill out mm-hmm. in order to cover all my expenses in order yep. to make 10% profit cuz how many hours do you need to bill out is actually going to go like the ratio is going to go down to how many guys you have yes like when you first start out, it might be like each guy needs to sell five hours, but then as you scale, maybe each guy needs to sell three hours. Yep. So, and, and then just knowing that super powerful, yeah. it really influences when you can make decisions and like, yep. Oh, I could actually do this. Cause you know, one of the common things is like, how do I know when I'm ready to hire another guy? What if I can't keep him busy? But right. then when your hourly rate calculator can tell you like, he's only got to sell two hours per day. Yeah. Do you think that at your current call volume, 
just doing what you're doing. Could you keep him busy? Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I could. Like, yeah. And like, we can add more marketing and then like see how much that increases. Okay. So he's got to sell 2.6 hours per day. Yeah. And it's just eye opening because then it takes away this, like, oh no, like he's going to, like, we're not going to get enough work and we're screwed. It's like, well, yeah. Is that true? Judging the by cool what the part made. about that is if you're working eight hours a day and you can hire another guy and he's only got to sell two hours a day, that means he can work eight hours a day mm-hmm. and then you can only sell two hours a day. Yes. And then you can start working on your business, right? Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So you might be able to hire people way sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. I think that that as soon as you are busy all day, you should hire another guy. Hmm. Like if you're busy, hire another guy. If that means you got to do more marketing, then go mm-hmm. do more marketing. Like raise your marketing budget, hire another guy, get him in there and make it happen. Hmm. Like I don't I think every single guy I hired I hired him and was said to myself, crap, how am I going to, how am I going to keep this guy busy? Right. I hired him before I needed him because the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I know it's hard to get guys. I am not going to let this pass up. So I just hired him. And then I said, okay, if I need more work, what do I got to do? I got to either spend more on the marketing I'm doing, or I need to do other forms of marketing. Mm-hmm. right so i'd go to my marketing company i'd say can i spend more on the marketing i'm already doing and they'd say yeah you could spend more here 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 or they'd say no and i'd say what other kind of marketing can we do because i just yeah. hired this guy and i want him to be busy right yeah yeah and so we would just do it and then lo and behold that guy would start we'd get him trained up and then we'd be busy as i'll get out yep yeah sure right it's hmm. just how it goes or we'd be dead for like two weeks and that guy would be twiddling his thumbs and I'd be over there <laughs> freaking out. But like it always worked out in the end. Yeah. And hiring guys before I needed them ended up saving my butt a lot. Sure. Because then when you were mega busy, you weren't booked out like two weeks because you right. had the extra help to actually be able to do what help. you wanted to do. And then other guys, you know, I had times where I hired like two guys and I didn't have work for them, but then one of my guys quit. Yep. And I was like, dang, I'm glad I hired two guys, not yeah. just one of them, right? Yeah. Because huh. now I'm not scrambling. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Save my butt a lot. Man. Yeah. So don't undervalue the pricing calculator. That's what I'm hearing. That it's and like, also don't just don't use it once and then just okay, cool. I'll come back. I'll revisit this in uh, yeah. another six months. Yeah. I think the pricing calculator is one of the most valuable tools in your business. And I also think that just Using it, not just using it to find out your hourly rate, but using it to really understand your numbers. Yeah. Really know how your numbers work and what things affect your numbers. And Mm -hmm. how, like at some point in time, when you grow your business, you're going to grow this mess, okay? Yeah. It's just inevitable. You're going to grow this giant mess and then you're going to have to go back in and clean it all up. And that's totally mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But when you go back in and clean it all up, you have to understand how to clean it up. Right. Yeah. That's where your numbers come in. Yep. You got to come in and know, like, if I tweak this over here, it's going to move this number over here. And then I can tweak this over here. And then we're going to gain this much profitability. And that's going to equal this much money at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Like, got to understand how to do that. And that all starts with like, 
understanding your pricing calculator mm -hmm. like through and through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. That was super helpful. Very practical and yeah. uh, very impactful. Thanks, Thanks dude. <laughs> no, Good thank job. You. Good job. Hey, you're welcome. Anytime, any Wednesday.